In tonight's episode of the podcast, I talk the BMW Championship, Ronaldo's return to English Premier League, the AFC West, and a new top 10. This is the Draining Jimmy's Podcast. to the podcast. I hope everyone is having a good weekend. I hope everyone had a good week. It uh, has definitely been a hot one, uh, depending where you are. I know in Ontario, it has been very hot. I know some areas are being hit with uh, some hurricanes, so hopefully everything is okay for those locations that are being hit and there's no any severe damages or injuries. Uh, but it has been an interesting week uh, in the world of sports. Uh, it's the final week of preseason, which means rosters are starting to be cut down near the end. So we'll be seeing a lot of changes happening to rosters over the next couple of days. It's been busy in English Premier League with the return of Cristiano Ronaldo to Manchester United, which is great uh, if you are a Man U fan. I will discuss that a little bit later on. Don't forget, I will be making my picks as well as I will have a top 10 tonight. And I will continue on with what I've been doing the last few episodes, discussing the different divisions in the NFL, going with the AFC West tonight. So I will be discussing Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, and the Raiders. So we'll see uh, how each team is looking for the season, what I think it's going to be happening. Um, actually, no, I won't be doing any predictions. I'll just be going over the rosters and what I think about uh, the team. I will be doing my predictions on September the 8th, the eve of the NFL season, because that's kicking off on September the 9th with the Denver Broncos, or not the Denver Broncos, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing the Dallas Cowboys. So that will be the first game kicking off, but the night before I will be discussing uh, all the teams. Uh, So again, uh, definitely been an interesting time. Uh, One thing that happened today was the kickoff of college football, so that is great. We are off to week one. USC is playing next Saturday, uh, September the 4th, uh, against San Jose State, so that will be exciting to see. Uh, UCLA did go today as well. Uh, They were up a bit. I didn't get the final score. I will uh, update on Monday after the first weekend uh, with... Uh, the first, well, basically the first weekend of NCAA football, um, all divisions, not every, actually, sorry, let me, let me repeat that. Not every conference played today, uh, but, uh, definitely had some division one, division two, uh, FCS playing. So everything was kicking off this weekend, but again, it is exciting to have college football back. Um, uh, final, again, I mentioned the final weekend of preseason and I talked about Christian Ronaldo. The BMM, the BMW Championship. I'm going to lead off with that for tonight. Uh, first three rounds have completed. We do have a tie with uh, Patrick Cantley and Bryson DeChambeau. Both of them are at 21 under uh, for the round. It's definitely been a low round couple of days, especially the first two when we had a lot of golfers kicking off uh, first rounds with some eight unders, as well as you know some. 
you know, 10 unders for the day. Um, Bryson fell short of shooting a 59 on Friday. I left it a little short on 18, but still exciting to uh, see that. But again, it has been a dominating uh, last couple of days. Again, lots of low, low scores. So uh, just to talk about the top three, I did talk about DeChambeau, Cantley. Uh, you have M. Uh, finishing off, he's at 18 under, so three back. Answer Burns, Rory McIlroy, Sergio Garcia, all tied for 17 under. So we'll see how it goes. So right now we're seeing Bryson DeChambeau get to the very end. Uh, his swing has been there. It looks like he's been doing very well with his course management, uh, just tearing up the courses right now, uh, Canadians-wise. Uh, you can say they're definitely out of the running for the BMW Championship. We are going near the end. Um, we do have the Tour Championship, which is coming up very soon. It's we're, we're near that point of the PGA season, which is good. It's exciting to see this happening, especially when you've had a year-long round for golf. Um, but we are happy that it's been going on. But again, DeChambeau has been showing his skills, his his strength, and he's showing that he can drive the ball. We all know what he is uh, capable of doing uh, with this tournament. So again, I'm just looking at it right now. So BMW today, uh, Tour Championship next week, which will determine who is going to be the winner of this season. Uh, not, the, not the FedEx Cup, but the Tour, like we will find out who. Um, the Tour Championship, we'll see who the winner is. The field, because again, the field gets reduced after this, uh, that's what happens near the end. Um, that's when to make it eligible for the PGA Championship. No, sorry, the Tour Championship. The field will be reduced after that. You have to make it into a certain point. Um, so we'll see how that goes next week. We'll see what the final round is going to be. Can DeChambeau close it out? We'll see. He's been playing very well. He's swinging the ball. He's actually hitting it correctly. Um, after all the stuff that has been going on the last couple days, or sorry, this past season, I shouldn't say the last couple days. Let me refrain. What's been going on this season, the way he's been acting with his sponsors on the tour, you know, don't get me wrong, he has won tournaments. He won the U.S. Open last year, won the Arnold Palmer Invitational this year, so definitely has been having a good season and showing that he can power his way through a course, but again, management has always been his his issue uh, trying to get the shots there what he needed so basically any of his short game putts have been an issue as well but don't get me wrong there are those days where everything is working but it is definitely going to be interesting to see on how Bryson turns it around can he pull this out and win we will see it's the final round he definitely had a good Thursday Friday well he had a big Friday I shouldn't say that um, <laughs> he definitely had a very, very big Friday uh, with what he shot. And then today, a nice little uh, five under. So we'll definitely see what he can do to carry on. And, you know, it will be a battle between him and Cantley. So I will discuss their final round of uh, the BMW Championship. So make sure you tune in to that Monday for our winner. Uh, Colts final preseason uh, ended, so I might as well be talking about my Colts team. Uh, what's now that's going to be happening is the time for the roster cuts. I will be going over that next weekend, especially with all the teams doing their final roster cuts. Overall, the final game was good. 
Uh, Colts did win 27-17 against the Detroit Lions. Uh, 3-0 in the preseason, which is great. Uh, sadly, you did not get to see every starter play, which is kind of a good thing because you're trying to protect everyone. Uh, you want to see what Marlon Mack can do since he was out last season with the Achilles injury. Uh, not much of Darius Leonard, DeForest Buckner, the starting offensive line. Uh, now the question is, can Carson Wentz get himself back to what he was? Is he going to be there week one? Uh, Jacob Eason has definitely solidified himself as the number two quarterback. Sam Ellinger is out for at least five to six weeks with a knee sprain, ACL sprain. From reports, he was injured in the game, uh, taking a nice little, a nice little hit. Uh, and then we still have Hudley there to be the third quarterback, so look for him to be there for the third weeks until Ellinger is healthy and ready to go. But um, the question is now: What's happening week one with the Colts? Will Wentz be there? Will Quinton Nelson be there? How long until Eric Fisher is ready? That's the, the question there. What's what are we expecting to see with this uh, Colts roster? Uh, but overall, I am excited for the season. Uh, definitely going to be some changes. We'll see what the final roster is going to be come Tuesday. A lot of questions. And again, next Saturday or sorry, next Monday, not this Monday, the Monday after the Labor Day Monday. Um, we will be discussing the AFC South. That's going to be my final team. I know I've been going AFC, NFC, AFC, NFC. So next Saturday will be the NFC South, and then I will be ending it with the AFC South. Because you know what? Why not talk about my favorite team at the very end? Why not? It's there. And then again, Wednesday. I know I've talked about it a couple times. Wednesday, the 8th, I will be making my picks, predictions, the whole nine yards on that night of what I'm expecting of that season. So make sure you tune into that as well as I discuss that. So um, again, the cold season was good. I know it's always hard to t- to judge what I'm expecting for, especially when you didn't have your starting quarterback. They went 3-0, which is great. All the three quarterbacks we saw do great things. Yes, when you look at the wins, Ellinger later to come back, Jacob Eason later to come back, and we saw Huntley lead to come back as well. So we saw what was capable there. Definitely some players that are looking forward to possibly being on the roster. Uh, Michael Strachan, uh, Devin Patman uh, are definitely two players I'm excited that should be on the roster. USC's Tyler Vons, unfortunately, may not make that, but he should hopefully go to the practice squad if he makes it through waivers. Also, uh, Marvis Tell third. Let's see what happens there. I would like him to stay on the roster as well. He is a good piece to contribute, so... We'll see. Again, Tuesday is the day where the rosters must be down to 53. So we'll see what the Colts do. Now going on to another team of mine as well. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo has returned to that, which has been exciting to see and hear. Um, I know a lot of fans were you know, shocked that this was happening, especially with the talks of... Ronaldo going to Man City or even going to PSG. There's definitely, you know, a lot of questions on what was going to happen, but everything seems to have worked out. Um, there was always rumors and talks of him wanting to eventually come back to Man U. Um, we saw the success with him and everything uh, under Sir Alex Ferguson. Uh, even after his time in Man U or, or Madrid, there are talks of him even coming back and considering that as well. Uh, what does this mean for Man U? Well, they do definitely improve. They're already 
well improved. Um, but now they definitely make themselves a little bit more competitive, especially with the way Man City played themselves last year. You have Chelsea there, so we'll see how everything goes with this roster going forward. Again, this is only the second week of Premier League. Uh, we do have games going on. Sorry. What is it? No, it's the third week of Premier League. I'm sorry. Uh, they had a draw first, and man, you won big last weekend. So uh, definitely interesting to see what's going to happen. Um, but again, uh, it is only week three. But again, with Ronaldo there, it is exciting to have him on the roster. That's what I'm basically looking at. It is. It makes it a little bit better. I know he's, his age could come into a question. But when you have that experience, what he can do with this good core of Manchester United, that definitely does improve uh, everything going on. Now, Manchester does play tomorrow against Wolverhampton, uh, so we'll see how that turns out. I haven't checked to see if he is going to be expected to play. I believe he should um, with everything happening with uh, the transfer. But this is good for especially with Manchester United and Champions League, which uh, just went through its draws. So I am going to discuss that at the moment. Uh, just because it is big. Because um, I went over that the other day. The draw has been official. The group stages are all set, ready to go. So definitely going to be exciting to see. And I will look over that as well. Just because when we're looking at it here, uh, we're definitely going to see, um, you know, eventually we will see Ronaldo versus Messi. Because you now have Messi, who is now with PSG, which is going to be great to see. So... Uh, as of right now, uh, actually Group A looks whew, uh, very tough when you're looking at the roster or at the the groups. So Group A, we have Man City, Paris Saint Germain, Leipzig, and Club Bruges. Uh, group B, Atletico, Liverpool, Porto, Milan, Sporting, Lisbon, uh, Dortmund, Ajax, and Bikitas, International, Real Madrid. Shakhtar, Donetsk, and Sheriff. That's Group D. And then before I was talking Group C. Group E. Uh, this is a tough one as well. You have Byron, Barcelona, Benfica, Dynamo, Kiev. Group F, uh, which is featuring Villarreal, Manchester United. The finals pairing for Europa Champions League. Uh, with those two, Atlanta and uh, Young Boys. Uh, group G. Uh, LOSC, Sevilla, Salzburg, Wolfsburg, and then finally Group H, you have the Champions League champions with Chelsea, Juventus, Zenit, and Malmo. So it's definitely going to be an interesting group. Uh, from what it's looking here, um, I definitely should see Manu getting out of the group stage into hopefully the round of 16. I know they had their struggle last year with uh, Champions League, but we saw their success with Europa League, so can they go to a Champions League final? Can they get out of the group stages? It's going to be a battle. I'm not saying that it's going to be easy, but we should see uh, Man U succeed uh, in that stage that they have here. Uh, but again, Champions League is set to go. Uh, right now, the hardest group from what I'm looking at here, uh, early right now, is Group A with Man City, uh, Paris Saint-Germain, uh, Leipzig, and Club Rouge. That's what I'm looking here. Uh, and if you're looking at anything else, you could possibly go with, um, let me just take a look. Actually, Chelsea's not bad. Juventus may be uh, difficult to see. 
I'm going to stick with it. Group A definitely looks like the toughest group here from what I've seen with the draw. Uh, now, before I go and talk about the NFC West, or sorry, not the NFC West, the AFC West, I am going to be doing my picks. So last week went three and two with my picks. I'm going to hopefully go five and zero. Oh. So again, so I just want to clear it up. I'm doing two baseball games. I'm going to do one NFL preseason game because that's going on uh, tomorrow or technically today, depending on how you're listening to it. Because it is, uh, I started late Saturday with the court recording and going into an early Sunday. Uh, I have a Pats game that's going on. You know, again. Like I just explained, Man U versus Wolverhampton, and as well as Tottenham versus Watford. So those are my five games. So I'm liking the Cardinals against the Pirates. I'm liking Philly against the Diamondbacks. I am going with the Patriots against the Giants. Uh, Man U over Wolverhampton, and I'm going with the Tottenham Spurs as well. So those are my five picks. Hopefully 5-0. and oh, That's what I'm hoping for. Definitely going to be exciting uh, to talk about and see uh, with this again it is going to be an exciting matchup uh, for tomorrow it's definitely going to be an exciting season for English Premier League especially now with the battle between Man U and Man City alright so uh, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to get into my discussion of the AFC West well it's that time again in the podcast where I'm breaking down another NFL division uh, so I will be continuing on with this until I finish it off with the AFC South, which will be on September the 6th episode of the podcast. And like I've talked about many times before, September the 8th, I will be releasing my topic, my talk on the NFL season, my predictions, each division winner, uh, my Super Bowl predictions, including wild cards, dark horses, everything. And you know what? I'm even going to do the MVP and comeback player, rookie of the year, who I am liking uh, for that. So I'm doing everything for those predictions. That's going to be happening Wednesday, September the 8th, the night before the season starts with the Bucks versus the Cowboys. But for today, I am going to be discussing the AFC West, which I am looking forward to uh, talking about. Uh, definitely going to be exciting. It might be, some people will be like, oh, it's going to be a little boring, the AFC West. You do have the Chiefs in there, which has, you know, has had a successful last three seasons. Uh, two trips to the Super Bowl, a loss in the AFC title game. And you know what? Yeah, you could be right. It could be a little boring, but there are other teams in the NFL, and there's other teams in this division, and you know what? It can't always be the Chiefs doing everything correctly, though Tom Brady, again, has beaten Andy Reid's team twice in very important games, the AFC Championship and as well uh, the Super Bowl. So, again, I'll be discussing the NFC South next Saturday which will include your Tom Brady, if you are a Tom Brady fan, or if you happen to like the Buccaneers before Tom Brady arrived. So again, uh, it is that time of the year, uh, sorry, that time of the night, so I will be kicking off with the Denver Broncos as my team uh, to talk about for tonight. Again, the whole division, not just that team that I'm talking about. So the Denver Broncos, um, it's really hard to say or what this team is going to be uh, with the roster and everything. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is now the official starter. He beat out Drew Locke, which is kind of tough because you're kind of hoping that Drew Locke would take that next step. We saw some good things. We know maturity issues were a little bit of a question last year, but 
I guess Bridgewater definitely played a little well. We saw him succeed. Did okay in Carolina. We saw him do very well when Drew Brees was absent in that system. So definitely some question marks there with the quarterback. But we'll see what Teddy Bridgewater can do. It's definitely been a bounce back, a bounce around for him for his career. We know Minnesota. We saw. We hope that great things were going to happen. Um, we know with the knee injury, the struggles. You know, we saw good things. Fortunately, never worked out. Uh, and then him going to, you know, the Saints. We saw him bounce back there. Uh, and then getting traded to Carolina. And we saw great things. Uh, well, not great things, but good things. But again, he was passed over for someone younger and way they can go with the future with Sam Darnold going there. Uh, so, uh, quarterback, they're set as of right now. Hopefully, maybe Drew Lock can learn from this and push him out. Uh, Melvin Gordon the third, who was originally with San Diego a couple years ago, came over. Uh, so, he is there as well. So, they're set there. I uh, have Javante Williams as the backup. Um, the wide receivers, um, Jerry Judy, which we're excited to see. He's in his second year. Uh, we'll see what he's going to be able to do. Uh, Cortland Sutton. Uh, KJ Hamler, what will they be expecting? There'll definitely be the pieces there, but they definitely, you know, this, this Denver Broncos team, again, does not really scare me uh, as much. Um, they do, it's it's hard to say. They are going to be the weakest team in this division. That's how I'm looking at here. Um, but again, it's about what type of player Teddy Bridgewater is going to be. Defense. Uh, we know what they'll be capable capable of doing. Um, Darby, as well as Kyle Fuller, out on the outside, first round pick. Pat Certain, the second. You also have Kareem Jack and Simpsons as your safety. So I'm not too worried about the defense. Broncos do show some good defenders. Um, you also still have Bradley Chubb as well as Von Miller on the outside for your outside linebackers. Von Miller is up there in age, so that's what we're looking at here. They will still produce an above-average defense. The question is, are we going to see you know, them perform and be a little bit better? What are the injuries going to be like? Again, Von Miller, Super Bowl MVP. Can he be a dominating defender again? Can this defense you know, help their offense win games? That's like I said, they're going to be above average, and when I'm saying above average, I'm not stretching as like yes, they'll be extremely above average. They're just going to be above average. That's what I'm leaning towards, because again, Von Miller's not the same player. You still have Bradley Chubb, who you drafted to be the outside. You have Draymond Jones, Mike Purcell, as well as uh, Jonathan Harris. So you have that there. But again, it's it's about of can they keep their team in there. It's definitely going to be a question mark. Uh, the cornerbacks, I think, is probably their strongest. I think wide receivers, it's hard to say. It's Again, this, this team is going to definitely be the weakest one in the AFC West. So, again, they, it looks like they will probably have to do a rebuild eventually. They do have a good wide receiver. They could use another wide receiver to help them. Um, but, again, we'll see what Sutton can do. He is a nice piece. Um, but Jerry Judy should be the number one target he, like going forward. Sutton should fit in as the number two, and we'll see what K.J. Hamler can do again. This is going to be a unique situation for this Broncos team, especially at the quarterback, and that's where you want to circle it, the quarterback. You know, they've been struggling since Manning retired. Uh, they thought they found Drew Locke. They saw some great steps in his rookie season. 
second year, definitely had some issues, uh, maturity issues as well. So again, they went out and got uh, Teddy Bridgewater. You would think with a veteran presence, I would push him, but unfortunately not. But again, um, but right now this this Broncos team, uh, the, um, the offense I think will struggle. Um, Melvin Gordon, who I know is a good running back, but again, I think the offense is definitely going to struggle. Bridgewater may improve it a bit, but I think it's still going to be a difficult one. And again, the defense, they're definitely going to be the highlight of this team. The offense, again, I think will struggle. Uh, going to the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Vegas Raiders, I do like it. I do like their team a little bit. Um, Actually, I like their team better than the Denver Broncos. They have a consistent quarterback, and their backup is good. I like their running back, younger, Josh Jacobs. Uh, you also have Harry Ruggs III, who is a very good wide receiver. Brian Edwards. You have Hunter Renfro. Uh, you have Willie Sneed fifth as a backup. John Brown, who I know can stretch the field. Zay Jones. Um, and then as well as when you're looking at you know, their offense, uh, definitely their line, they definitely do good things to help a, help with the run game. Also, too, help protect your quarterback. Alex Leatherwood uh, was drafted in the first round, so that's good as well. Uh, now, the defense. Um, can the defense do enough? Um, that's the thing, right? I know I, before with the Broncos, I talked about their defense being above average and probably being the highlight of that team. Offense, we know what uh, Derek Carr can do. I struggled with that, and I have the depth chart there. I don't know why I blanked, especially when you have the roster depth chart there. Um, but we know what Derek Carr can do. He can definitely make the passes, the throws. They definitely got some weapons for him. You know, this team is going to keep continuing to grow and grow. Now it's the defense. Can they help out? Because I know they're in a tough division. When you're doing your defenses and everything, and you're building your rosters, your job is to build and try and slow down the Chiefs and we'll see what's going to happen with that. Again, this is definitely going to be an interesting defense. Can they improve it? Possibly. Um, it's going to be a, a tough one when you're looking at it. Um, I am hopefully that I'm just going to be pulling up the uh, NFL draft picks uh, from that year because I'm just going to be pulling up uh, what the Raiders did this year because I just want to look at key pieces because I know they went offensive line with Leatherwood like I just talked about definitely was a great draft pick for that team it, it really really was uh, so let me just pull up that team uh, so I do apologize I should have had this done a little bit better but again I uh, want to make sure everything was uh, done to that so all right so what we're looking at here um, Trayvon Morgrig actually I had him going I remember when I did my picks. I definitely thought he was going to be a little bit higher up in the first round. So uh, let me just pull up their depth chart here. So um, second round pick, Trayvon Morig, who I had early going on in the first, their second round pick will be starting. So definitely one key piece with defense, especially when you're playing the AFC West and you're playing the Chiefs. Um, Malcolm Kuntz, I want to take a look at where he is uh, on this roster. So um, Malcolm, actually, where is he? Let me take a look here. Malcolm, third round out of Buffalo. Where did he go? Malcolm, Malcolm. Okay, so Malcolm is definitely deep on that team, but he's a depth piece. Okay, you would hopefully that your third round piece will get there. 
When looking through the rest of their draft picks, you definitely see that they're just depth pieces. They're not really getting any pieces there to help them improve the roster, just fillers and backups for their starters. But again, you could see some players get developed. But again, it looks like the Raiders are just, their draft this year was just for depth pieces and hopefully to help build. So we'll see what will happen with this team. Um, but again, the Raiders are definitely hopefully going to take a next step uh, going forward. So we'll make sure you tune into uh, that as well. Um, but again, uh, the Raiders, well, we'll see what Derek Carr and this do. Again, this offense I'm liking better compared to the Broncos. The defense has some good pieces. Again, Trayvon Morig, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do at starting safety. Um, but again, they, they do have some nice depth pieces. But again, their draft picks. Um, you would hopefully that they picked enough to help improve, but some of them may not even make the roster as the way things are going with this team. Uh, moving over to another uh, team in the AFC West. Again, yes, and when I realized I said that, this whole team is about the AFC West. Um, so again, we're going to now the Los Angeles Chargers, not the San Diego Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers. I may have, when I discussed this at the beginning, thrown in the San Diego Chargers, because to me, they're still kind of San Diego, it's just in my mind, but they are in LA, but again, we'll, we'll see uh, how this Chargers team does. Justin Herbert um, definitely had a great rookie season last year. Uh, Oregon, we know how the whole story played out and how he came in, uh, but again, I liked how he played at Oregon, a lot of people questioned whether or not he was going to be ready for the NFL. Uh, there was definitely, when I was reading the early talks, that Herbert was, at one point, the most pro-ready quarterback out of his draft class. So, he definitely had a good rookie season. Definitely improved. We saw what he was doing. The one thing with the Chargers was last year, closing out games. Um, let's, let's see if they can improve on that as well. I think you're definitely going to see a big improvement. I am liking this team a lot. Um, I think Herbert's going to take a nice big step uh, with uh, everything that he has. They do have some nice pieces with them. They definitely went to the offensive line to help get the, those pieces to help them there. Uh, Rashawn Slater, uh, left tackle, is there to help him out. You still have Keenan Allen as well as Mike Williams. We'll see what Joshua Palmer can do. Uh, you have Tyrone Johnson. Actually, as I'm reviewing this depth chart, I'm seeing a lot of cues with this offense. Uh, but again, they still have plenty of times until, until that first season, sorry, that first regular season's there. Uh, for, sorry, first regular season game has kicked off. Again, I don't know why I'm struggling. Um, but again, Herbert, I did like his rookie season. Um, definitely, I think he's going to take a nice big step this year. Can they close out games? That is the one thing that they struggled with last year. I know it happens with a young quarterback, but that's what the Chargers definitely struggled with. We saw him do some big things, big arms, big throws. Can we see uh, Herbert take that big step? The defense. We know what this defense can do. Derwin James Jr., we've seen what he can do as a safety. You have Chris Harris Jr., Mike Davis, Asante Samuel Jr., they're definitely getting pieces there for depth. Again, when I talk about the AFC West and these teams, your goal at the end of the day is to be better than the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Man, again, I don't know why I'm struggling. Uh, but again, I'm liking what they have here. Uh, Joey Bosa, we know what he's capable of doing. We'll see if he's ready to go. I know his brother is out in San Diego. 
with Joey Bosa, we'll see. He has been a force. He's definitely the leader of that defense. We'll see them go there. And then the linebacker and core, liking it as well, uh, including Bosa, because you have him on the outside. You have Uchenna Nwosu, uh, Drew Tranquil, and you have Kenneth, Kenneth Murray Jr. As well, you do have some nice depth pieces. Um, we'll, again, they definitely are making some pieces there to help them battle against the Chiefs, and you have to keep up with it. Um, the wide receiver core, uh, their offense is not as explosive. Uh, they're definitely, you know, they're running backs. You have Austin Eckler. Uh, who will be that go-to. I'm just going to pull up Eckler's stats from last year because I kind of want to look at what he did. Okay, um, so definitely he's going to be in that big, big role uh, with this team. Um, so hopefully he can take that step up. I know offensively the passing game is going to be huge, but the question is can Eckler be the big back and carry some, carry some yards? So the running back core looks like it might be the weakest link on this team. Uh, we'll see what Mike Williams can do. We saw him drafted. He's in his fourth, fifth season now. Uh, if you're looking at it here, nice year last year, uh, just over 750 yards. So, again, uh, the running backs I think will be the issue. I know they're going to involve him in the passing game, but it's the yards on the ground to take a pressure off the quarterback. So, hopefully, they do some good stuff. Again, this is going to be a young team. They definitely have some nice pieces on defense, nice pieces on offense. But the running game, Herbert, these are the steps that need to start going up. Um, Eckler is going to have a lot of pressure there. So we'll see. Can they get that? Maybe this year they look at trying to get the running game focused. Again, I know with the offense and everything, uh, what you're trying to have built is to try and compete with the Chiefs as well as your defense has to slow it down. So... Do the do the jar, do the Chargers have enough to do that to slow down the Chiefs? It's kind of questionable. Um, they're, they're definitely going to be competitive against the Chiefs. It's just a matter of slowing down the offense of the Chiefs, plus uh, trying to keep up with the offense too. So that's what we're looking at here. I know Herbert can stretch it; he can throw it, but it's a matter of just going toe to toe, and that's what we're looking at here. I know Herbert can do it, but you need other pieces, and if you want to slow down. The Chiefs having a good run game to keep uh, keep Patrick Mahomes off the field is very very key. So look for the Chiefs to do a nice improve, or not the Chiefs, the Chargers to improve. Um, the question is to me is the run game because you want to have a good solid three three down running back there. The run the lineman I'm liking the offensive line they did the right thing to try and protect Herbert. The defense as long as you have Bosa leading that, as well as those uh, DBs, especially Derwin James in the middle. We definitely want to take a look at that as well. So I do like what the Chargers are doing. Look for them to keep improving as well. Now, finally, uh, with the AFC West, you're going to look at the Kansas City Chiefs. Listen, the Chiefs are the best team in this division. Don't get me wrong. They're going to be probably favored again to uh, win the AFC West, and also be favored to probably go on to the Super Bowl. Um, now, when we're looking here, we know Patrick Mahomes, they have a great running back, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Not only that, you have Tyree Kill, who can stretch the field, and Travis Kelsey. They do have Hardman, who can do some good things, as well as Byron Ping, uh, Pringle. 
Um, I'm just shaking my head right now because, again, just when I'm re- I look I hear it in my head and I try to say the words, it just looks like a struggle. So we'll see what uh, that core. Again, um, Patrick Mahomes will do multiple things. And I know the key is to try and get him as much weapons that will spread it. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to be great. They have that running back who can definitely catch and stretch it out. They have Daryl Williams plus Jarek McKinnon. So you have nice backups there to help out and also can do some of the things that Edwards Hilaire can do uh, to help with that offense. Kelsey, I'm not worried about. Uh, Hardman, uh, Pringle, we definitely are looking at to see what they can do. Uh, again, going into their next season. So Hardman is in his now third season uh, with this team. So we'll see how it goes there. And then Pringle, just pulling it up here as well. Uh, Pringle is in his fourth season as well. So last year, 160 yards receiving. That's not really screaming yes. Uh, Hardman, I'm just going to pull up his stats from last year, 560. So as long as you have Tyreek Hill and Kelsey, you're basically looking at Hardman Pringle as your third, fourth options for the offense, probably fourth and fifth because you're probably going to look at Clyde's Edward Hilaire as well as a piece there. Uh, defense, can they slow down the run? <laughs> That's always a good question. Um, they didn't have a first-round pick this year, uh, but again, so we're, you still have Tyron Matthew as a safety, Sneed, Ward as your corners, you still have Chris Jones leading off the edge, you still have Frank Clark, who they added, so you have two nice defensive pieces. Uh, their, their linebacking core is good, Hitchens, Bolton, but again, can you slow down the run? Uh, can you try and make sure that they're not trying to prevent Holmes from getting back onto the field? So we will definitely wait and see what will happen here. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention with the offensive line, uh, Laurent Dervnay-Tardif, uh, offensive lineman from Calgary, if he's going to be returning uh, to the roster uh, due to COVID struggles. Um not for himself, but he is a frontline worker, uh, medical, uh, actually now a doctor, helping out on the front lines with uh, COVID. So we'll see what's going to be happening uh, there, if he's going to be returning. Uh, but again, the defense, their goal is going to try to make sure they get Mahomes back on the field and try and score. I know the last few years they've had some issues trying to slow that down, um, but we'll see how it all uh, plays out. Uh, but again, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, nice two pieces out on the edge that should help get pressure on the quarterback, uh, especially when you're, you know, going to be facing some teams from the NFC from the NFC that can help, you know, produce the same offense there. But again, offense I'm not worried about. Defense is going to be their weakest. Uh, the run, the running game, or sorry, stopping the running game is the big part of the Chiefs. But again, overall they are the best team in the West. Um, they're definitely going to be competing. Everyone in the AFC, is their goal is to try and slow down this team. And it's going to be tough. It, it really is. You're going to have to make Mahomes move. Uh, you're going to have to try and contain him. You have to put the pressure on him to slow it down. But again, overall, you know, again, the, the, the front seven has to do a job of slowing down the run. And I know they've struggled with it. So look for those guys to make sure that they are consistent with that. Uh, and we'll see what Frank Clark and Chris Jones do. Can they get enough out on the edge to help get other quarterbacks down and hopefully help them? We'll see. But again, I am liking 
the Chiefs uh, with this division and as the best team. Uh, so overall, that was my uh, report on the NFC West. Uh, so what I will be doing now is I will be having a top 10, uh, which I haven't done in a while. I will be discussing 10 rookies to watch for this season. Not rankings in particular, but it's 10 rookies to watch this season. Uh, so again, there's a lot of rookies to watch out. I'm going to throw in some honorable mentions. Uh, Etienne, who sadly is not going to be this season. I was definitely a rookie I wanted to watch. Drafted out of Clemson to the Jacksonville Jaguars. He will not be there. Um, so another one is Jamar Chase. To look out here for the Bengals. Kai Pitt, Kyle Pitts. Uh, tight end. Drafted to the Falcons. Uh, Josh Meyer, center for uh, the Packers. Again, just remember... These are just some honorable mentions before I get into my 10. And then Trey Lance. So those are some honorable mentions. We're looking to see if they're gonna what they're going to be doing this season. Lance, who will probably be backing up right now, uh, but we'll be seeing him there. Etienne, again, I mentioned the injury. Kyle Pitts, you know, he's already part of an offense with uh, Calvin Ridley. Uh, which is going to be interesting. Uh, so he should be that second option, especially with Julio Jones no longer being there. Josh Myers, I bring him up because he's a rookie center with Aaron Rodgers. And Jamar Chase, can he help Joe Burrow, and can he actually catch a ball? Because I know he struggled in the preseason. But here is my ten, my top 10, or sorry, my here is my list of 10 NFL rookies to watch this upcoming season. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Kicking off my list with my first player, number 10, going with Dylan Randa's uh, tackle out of Tennessee. Now, Dylan has definitely got a big uh, place to go on the line. He's going to be set up as a guard, or he's listed as a guard on on the depth chart, but we see him as a tackle. Uh, he's definitely in a good place. He is right now in a filler role, but look for him to eventually take a spot on the line. He's got a big role to fill, helping Derrick Henry get some yards, as well as be protecting uh, Ryan Tannenhill in the passing game. You want to make sure he gets some uh, good protection there, but it looks like Dylan Randos is a guy, a rookie who you want to watch out for, eventually be slotted in that offensive line. Uh, number nine, going with Mika Parsons, linebacker out of uh, Penn State, drafted by the Cowboys. Definitely going to be an intriguing piece uh, for that team. Definitely going to help boost up that defense, especially in coverage and in that zone. So we'll see what he's capable of doing. Defense can definitely use some help. Always more pieces can help on defense. We know how big the offense can be with the Cowboys. But Parsons definitely going to be in that strong linebacker position or the Sam uh, linebacker position there to help out with the Cowboys. But look at him to help improve. Going with my eighth rookie to watch for, Jalen Waddell. Can he be the piece to help get consistency for uh, Tua Tagovailoa? Possibly. Uh, but he definitely did some good pieces there to help with the roster. But look for Waddle. He did have some. He did have an injury partway through. His uh, season with Alabama came back for the title game. But can we see him and Tua get back on the same page? Both former teammates at the University of Alabama. 
Number seven, if you're a fan of Michigan, we know you're going to love him. Uh, drafted to the Colts, uh, Quiddy Paye, uh, defensive end. Can he uh, succeed? Can he get the pressure on there? You know, he did have a nice little preseason, two sacks, one of them being a strip fumble. Can he succeed and do uh, grow? I know he's a rookie. He's raw. He's got talent. He definitely has a high ceiling. But can he grow uh, with uh, out on the edge for the Colts? Number six, I know I have discussed him. Disgusted with him, not discussed with him, or discussed as in yuck. Discussed about him much. Uh, Mac Jones, drafted by... Uh, the Patriots, can we see him get on the field? I know that's going to be a question. He should be playing in the final preseason game um, with Cam, oh, because of Cam Newton being gone due to COVID protocol. But can we see Mac Jones uh, succeed, and can he be out on the field this season? He's in a good spot where he can probably do very well. I know he's got some growing to do. Only one real successful year at Alabama, but can he take apart from that and help this Patriots team grow. He fits in the offensive system very well. They do have the weapons there for him, but Mac Jones is the player to watch uh, with my number six. Number five, Zach Wilson. Uh, he is tasked to lead the New York Jets. Yes, the New York Jets is a difficult task. We know. We know what's capable of doing. But look at uh, Zach Wilson. He definitely had a nice preseason. We saw some growth, moving the ball well. Can he be that piece that the that the Jets have been missing to help them grow? They've definitely had some failures with the quarterback the last couple of years, especially drafting USC quarterbacks. But can we see what happens here? Uh, number four, we're going with Trevor Lawrence. Yes, the first overall pick. Why is he not high enough? Well, when he's drafted to the Jaguars, too, he's the first overall pick, so we know what he's capable of. But can he lead this organization? Can he get them to a good spot is he going to be able to succeed there under urban meyer so we'll see that there he's in it he's in a good well how do i describe it when you're looking at most first overall picks you see them change the culture and help get them to a new spot and upgrade them trevor lawrence is kind of in a spot where you know the jacksonville jaguars have struggled they haven't really had a consistent quarterback they finally get the opportunity to draft a once-in-a-generational player, but can this once-in-generational player change the way in Jacksonville and make them a contender uh, for future? Can they do a big? Can you do what Andrew Luck did to get the Colts from a two and fourteen season to basically eleven and five and into the playoffs? That's what we're looking at here. Uh, number three, we're going with Devonta Smith out of Bama and going to Philly. He'll be opposite of Jalen Rieger. But can Devonta, you know, his small size, well, actually, you know what? He has the length, the speed. He does have a small body size. But can he translate everything that he did at Bama, the dominating wide receiver season that he had, the Heisman season? Can that come over to the NFL? Can that make an impact? Can that help, help Jalen Hurts? Now that Jalen Hurts has two viable weapons, can we see that there? Can he contribute to this offense, stretch the field? make plays because that's the key right when you draft a wide receiver that high number two justin fields i know a lot of people have been questioning why is andy dalton starting and a lot of people have been liking justin fields uh this preseason again it's only preseason but the question is how long until he's on the field that's what we're looking at here how long until he's on the field and taking over and showing his skills because that's the thing right Dalton can only do so much, but Fields, 
That's why you traded up to get them. That's why you're making pieces there. Can we see uh, what they have done, uh, the Chicago Bears? That's what we're looking at here. And then lastly, uh, my number one, my last one, Najee Harris uh, out of Alabama. I know my list is showing a lot of Alabama players. I'm not favoriting them, but they definitely are in intriguing roles. Can he be the lead back? Can he help this offense? Can he help Pittsburgh get back to you know winning playoff games, not choking in the playoffs, securing the division? Can he change the pace? Can he keep... You know, quarterbacks are in his division off the field. We, we saw what he's done in the preseason. We've liked what he's done in the preseason. But again, you know, you have a first-round running back. Sometimes they never work out. Can Najee Harris be like Derrick Henry? Can he change it? Can he be a big piece? He had a successful college year. Basically, anyone from that Alabama team is now in pressure this season, especially either the quarterback position, running back, wide receivers. Can we see what they can do? That's what we're looking at here. Because, again, it's it's a challenge, right, especially at the running back position. But can Harris, you know, be the next Derrick Henry? Can he, you know, have a successful season like Jonathan Taylor had with the Colts? Can we see Najee Harris be, like, you know, the number one back in the league? Can he make a change in pace with, again, the Steelers? That's the tough one. So, again, just to go over my list, hopefully you enjoyed it, talking about the 10 players, 10 rookies to watch this season. Uh, Dylan Randas, Mika Parsons, Jalen Waddell, Quiddy Pei, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Devontae Smith, Justin Fields, Najee Harris. So those are rookies I'm looking forward to watching this season. And we'll see uh, who's going to be the rookie of the year. I will be having... Uh, that discussion on that Wednesday episode of the podcast on September the 8th. Uh, so that was it for the show today. I know it's a little bit longer than usual, uh, but I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed my discussion about the AFC West, uh, my top 10 uh, rookies to watch, sorry, 10 rookies to watch this season. So definitely looking forward to it as well. I'm definitely, as a Coles fan, looking forward to Quiddy Pay uh, to see what he's going to be able to do on that outside. Uh, so I'll be back again Monday. I'll be recapping the final round of the BMW Championship, looking over my picks, uh, discussing Man U English Premier League, uh, catching up on the weekend of sports, hockey, baseball, especially with the race to October going. Um, and we have the Tour Championship coming up this week uh, for the PGA. And I'm going to catch up on LPGA as well. I know I've discussed it. I've been slacking on it. And so I will be discussing that. Also talking the NFC West on the podcast on Monday too, as I continue. And then I finish off with the AFC and the NFC South. So tune into that. So again, I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. I hope you enjoy the rest of the pre, uh, preseason games, including uh, English Premier League as well. Uh, we'll see if Ronaldo does uh, suit up for tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but definitely... Uh, exciting exciting uh, weekend going on and again Tuesday cuts uh, we'll see that goes down and that's going to probably play in a, a discussion with uh, my teams especially looking at the death charts and everything on Monday plus next Saturday and the following Monday so again uh, one last time I hope you enjoyed the show again enjoy the rest of your night your weekend I'll talk to you guys on Monday this is the Draining Jimmy's podcast. Oh,